Are you ready? As I'll ever be. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of THC True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host Mariah. This right? Yes, yes. Mariah. This is your and other I'm host, your host hi. <laughs> oh, welcome back. Swap tonight. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, every- <laughs> who am I? Where am I? I'm in the pod shed. Where we are you are at? We are in the pod shed. Yes, we are. Congratulations. For episode 63, yes. not to be confused with episode 62, which should have been last week. Right. And I have that written on a post-it. <laughs> we have a second one. This is the second time I've done it. Yes, because it also happened with episode, we have two episode 29s. Yes. So if you guys are paying attention, you're longtime listeners, I have two Easter eggs now where I fucked up and misnumbered it. Yeah. Apparently episode 29 and then 29. Actual Bonnie and Clyde for 29 and then Slender Man for 39. 39? It was, you missed, did 39 as 29. Oh. So it wasn't like you have 29, 29 back no. to back. You went 29, 30, 29. Perfect. <laughs> this time We're I did. all over the place. This time I did 61, 61. Yes. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So yeah. this is technically episode 63. <laughs> yes. It's going to really throw us off when we celebrate episode 100. We'll never know. It's like when I <laughs> aged myself, we'll yeah. never know. When your mom lied about her age for so long, too. Yeah. We'll have no idea. Anyways, um, we've already been talking, but for the listeners, how was your week? <laughs> Pause. My week was uneventful. Um, my daughter, we did redo her room, so that was probably more exciting for me than it was for her. Pretty but exciting I, for me. I mean, it's I got to fun. organize, and we got rid of a lot of old shit. So The uh, best. It feels so good. Nothing feels better than getting rid of stuff. It feels so good. And then that just kind of... Made me go on a cleaning spree, which you know I love. It's the best. And this was like the only weekend this month that we don't have anything going on. So it was like the perfect opportunity to just wash and clean everything. So yeah, good times. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're redecorating like a part of the salon. And I had a little bit of a, like I had a slow day and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And the owner's like, well, how about I just give you some money and you decorate this part of the salon for me i'm like oh you mean my favorite thing to do you got it so i got wallpaper ordered i got all kinds of new accessories okay i'm very excited for my little corner of the salon that i'm decorating so speaking of special corners okay what have i been working on in my room Oh, your entertainment center yes. in your room. Mm-hmm. Well, you call it an entertainment center, which is funny because you don't have a TV or anything on there, but it's it's right next to bookshelves. The TV. It's yeah. like a big shelving unit. Mm-hmm. I think it's ma- I think it is an actual entertainment center. We got it from Nick's grandpa. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that is where he had his TV. We initially used it as a bookshelf. It is still more like a bookshelf. Yeah, but it's like you know, a collection of. But now it's all my stuff. Yeah. I got rid of all Nick's stuff. He can go into his own room. Yeah, no one wants his crusty, <laughs> musty stuff around. But yeah, it's my favorite place to just... It's so great. Uh-huh. It's a lot of fun. You have all. You have a lot of your horror movie uh, you saw memorabilia. Me. I brought a ton in from the garage and shit that's been in boxes forever has now been unboxed. Yes. They can come to life and come Dust out and play. Dust it off. Mm-hmm. Got your books. Got stole, some lights. I stole a ton of Violet's toys. Yeah. Right. Because we just consolidated all of her stuffies. I'm like, well, until you're ready to play with these, they're going to come and live in my room. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what happens with um, my mom buys the kids Harry Potter Funko Pop mm-hmm. figures. And I'm like, that's really cool. Don't you think 
they should like go with their They'll friends on mm-hmm. my Harry Potter shelf with yeah. all my Harry Potter Funko Pops. And then I tell her, I'm like, and when you're in my room, if you want to play with them, you know, just put them back. <laughs> <laughs> put them back. And don't touch anything. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks super, super cute. You should take a picture. We'll mm-hmm. post it on, on Instagram, THC podcast. I will. I've got a few printouts here. So I know. What is going on over there? I was going to say last week we gave our review or last episode we gave our review of Scream. Yes. And it was very lackluster. A controversial 2.5 knives. Correct. I saw that there was an interview with Matthew Lillard where he also mm-hmm. called it out for being a hot pile of shit. He did? He did. Stop he, it. Do you have did. quotes? I think I do on my phone. So okay. I'll look that up. But on that, they're now, they've greenlit a Scream 6. Of course. We knew that was going to happen. Oh, my gosh. For all the OGs who I'm sure probably are more on our side about it not being all that. Right. Okay. So it's now been almost, what, at least a month since it came out? A hundred million dollars globally or some shit. It's huge. Okay. But it's been like a month since it came out, right? So I'm going to do right now, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler I'm about to talk all about Scream, including the end, because B and I want to tell you how we think it should have gone. So if you have not seen it, stop listening. Fast forward two minutes. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys have seen Scream or you don't care about how it ends, uh, are, who is she? Who's Bi- So Billy Loomis's daughter is in this one. Yes. His like illegitimate daughter. Yes. And she might be a little crazy like dad. And she sees like a ghost vision of her dad, which is fun at first yep. because you're like, oh, my God, we're getting a CGI teenage Ski Ulrich. Love it for us. Being weird. Yeah. But then the ending gets so weird. So the two killers are just like two mega fans, right? Correct. Who? Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. But they end up in, um, one of them ends up living in Stu's house. And they decide that that's like the big, like, catalyst for them doing all of this bullshit. That's their in. And then... Finally, to like like kill them and like put an end to the movie, Billy Loomis's daughter like sees a vision of Billy, and he's like pointing to the knife and being like, basically like, what what would Daddy do? You, you know? got it in you. And so then she kills somebody who deserves to die, and then he's like proud, and he's like, yeah, that's my girl. Yep. And it's so cheesy and weird and awful. So I will say again, I do not have quotes. The screenshot I said that I took, all it says is original Scream star says movie tanks after the first 20 minutes. Fair enough. Right. And so and in that article, he talks about how they took that curveball with Billy's character. He's like, you're trying to make us feel for the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like when they try to take that, they did that with the new Freddy Krueger, too, where it's like you tried to make me feel bad for the child rapist. Right. Don't do that. <laughs> even um, I know we've talked about before on the podcast, but even um, Rob Zombie's Michael Myers, where it's like, yeah. it's not that you feel bad no. for him. I mean, you do feel bad for his childhood. But then he there's like a couple scenes where he kills. I don't know. Almost like setting up to be like an antihero right. where you're like, eh. No, he's just a killing machine. He just kills everybody. Correct. Um, so what we think the better plot twist would have been is if Billy's dead, dead, but 
what did we decide what would be good? If she ended up being We like, don't know if Stu died. We think they should have brought Stu back. Because it was never confirmed that Stu died. Right. And we thought that the girl who was living in his house, that is one of the main killers this time, should have been like, or like, was it her or the dude? Who were like, oh, that would have been perfect if it would have been Stu's like nephew or. Right. It's the girl's boyfriend. It's Ski Ulrich's daughter's boyfriend that looks exactly like Matthew. Lillard. Right. So that's who we were saying. Yeah. We're like, it would have been perfect if he was like a relative to Stu. Because right off the bat, we were like, well, he's got to be the killer. He looks like fucking Stu. And that he met the girl currently living in Uncle Stu's house. Right. Who's also obsessed that with would the franchise. Have been such a better. And then the big plot twist at the end was that fucking Stu is still alive yeah. and like his nephew broke him out of the insane asylum whatever. or whatever. Mm-hmm. That they, there's they your movie. Done so much more. There's your movie. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Yeah. Good luck. Gr- scream six. <laughs> Maybe they'll. Freeze. It's too late now because we already blew the whole thing in his house. So you don't have that to look forward to. But apparently Disney's going hard. It says in this Daily Mail article title, even Hannibal Lecter might be repulsed at what goes on here. Critics are shocked at Disney's disgusting, mind-fucked, R-rated film, fresh about serial killer cannibal who seduces women and then carves them up to sell their body parts. What movie is this? It's coming out on Hulu March 4th. It's called, I guess it's called Fresh. And it's a Disney movie? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, but you can tell that they're not, I mean, Hulu, because they have their own cable thing. So obviously the fact they're putting on Hulu is like, it's a Disney movie, but we're not marketing it as a uh Disney movie. I just think it's so funny. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll watch it. So we have that to look forward to. You talked about our serial killer. Yes, which I then heard was fake. Do you think it's real? No, we have a serial killer. Okay. He's up for trial. Oh, they caught him? Currently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says, alleged serial killer is headed to trial, and it was on my birthday, January 25th, that the article came out. Mm -hmm. Um, Without giving anything away, basically... He's in court for a preliminary hearing on charges related to a previous killing spree. He worked for a tree trimming service. He'd go to work for the houses and then he'd come back later and he'd kill them. And then prior to that, I guess they've also linked him to like an arson type thing where they thought it was an accident. But now they suspect that. Holy shit. A real life serial killer. That that came out on my I wonder how they busted him. I wonder how they found him. I'm sure it'll come out in the news. Cool. Anything else? One last thing. I hate everybody. Yeah, me too. I'm well everybody but you so sick of this year I'm so sick of all people yeah everyone hates everything like literally no one can agree on anything and what really tipped it off for me was people's reaction to the fucking Washington team's new name oh everyone's freaking out because God forbid, right? They've been having shit all this time for being what? The Washington Redskins, correct? Yeah, which is awful. a very derogatory term. So now they're the Washington Commanders. Which makes sense. Right. No, people are like, it's so fucking woke. The W looks like a taco holder. <laughs> their taco uni- holder. their uniforms look like that fucking show. What is that? What With the, the hands made tail or whatever. Who is a taco holder? 
I don't know. But either way, really? That's really, so people? This is what we're going to fucking argue about? The meme? Of course. Yeah, the meme or we suck because of the W for the Washington. That's so funny. Come on, people. people. are so funny. They're so angry. No, everyone's so crazy. The world is crumbling. I just, um, as far as like the Native American stuff goes, I still hold the stance that I just don't like double standards. Right. So if we're going to use derogatory terms for my culture and my race of people in our sporting events, then we need to open it up for every race. It's on the table. But if that's not right for some people, then it should not be right for all people, which is obviously the side I land on where we just go, do we need to bring in racial derogatory terms for fucking sports teams? I think we'll all live with a different team name. Somehow, some way, we'll find a way. My favorite football team has changed cities three times in my lifetime, and I'm still here. So... I'm still supporting well, my team. God forbid they try to change the shade of their uniform because they're going to get fucking backlash. First of all, my team has the best color uniforms, oh, no. so that'll never happen. I'm going to argue now that I want us to change our flag because it only represents the Crips and the Bloods. That's right. <laughs> I don't like the shades of reds and blue because it's gang affiliated. I don't think it's appropriate. I think our flag <laughs> should be every color of the rainbow. It should be muted. And it should be the pride flag. <laughs> No, it should be all muted tones. It should be beige and like <laughs> muted browns and just blah. Let's see. So love you listeners because obviously you're here. You are probably feeling the same way that we are. But goddamn, you guys, can we just calm the fuck down for a minute? No, never. Nothing. <laughs> never. <laughs> all right. So I haven't been doing anything at all. Do you want to tell people how your birthday was? It was good. My birthday was great. You went shopping. You went day drinking with your mom. Yeah. Had a good time. Went out to dinner. That was exactly what I wanted it to be. You got a great new coat. I can't wait. We got to figure out. There's got to be some case out there that you can wear it for. Right. Oh, my gosh. Maybe some bougie, like, rich lady, and we'll put it in black and white and pretend it's like a mink coat. The next morning, I had it just, like, laying on the trunk at the end of my bed, and I found Mimosa sleeping. Yeah, of course. It's the softest coat in the world. (laughs) Okay, I have been doing a lot of reading, though, so I'll give you guys two good book recs. First is a book called Normal People. Have you ever heard that term before, B? No, but I feel like you've talked about this. Yes, you're right. In episode nine, I've watched the show based on the book, but I never actually read the book. Because I thought it was ordinary people, and then it was like, no, it clearly wasn't. But yes, I remember you talking about Normal people way back Mm -hmm. in episode nine, which was our Wolf Creek episode. Oh, wow. A long time ago. We got a lot of hits on. People were all about it. (laughs) Man. Yeah, we got a lot of feedback on that because we hated the movie and apparently that movie means a lot to people people. (laughs) anywho um yeah i talked about episode nine because i love the show i loved the series on bbc so i finally got around to reading the book the book is good for the first time ever and i guess this wouldn't normally be a i you wouldn't think this would be a problem the show is better no the show is exactly like the book Almost word. How, how is that possible? For word. Because the, sh- the I don't know that that's ever happened. It is scene for scene, word for word, the exact same as the book. I they can't don't change case. one thing. Not one. I can't. Maybe the Twilight movies, but no. No, they'd cut change hella the- shit out. Yeah, I can't think of one thing. 
that well, that's done that. That's no. like historical. It is, but then it almost made the book a little boring. Yeah, because like, it was literally. Everything. It was like I was reading the screenplay for the show. Do you show. like who they cast? Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Okay. When you're reading it, I mean, maybe it's just because I like the show so much, but you can picture those characters in your head so clearly. Wow. They fit the bill perfectly. That blows my mind because I've never heard of anything doing that. I know. So that was wild. So I recommend both. Or if you read want. the book first. <coughs> yeah. Or just watch the show. You don't even need to read the book. Right. Trust me. Do it at the same time. I would say, I guess, <laughs> I guess the show's fun because you get to like, <clears throat> they show way more sex in the show mm. versus in the book. They just allude to that. Like they do have sex scenes, but in the show they're like, you're like, damn, they're fucking like rabbits on this show. Cool. So that's a little bit funner. Yeah. You know, you get to see some sex and it's BBC. So you're seeing everything. Oh, yeah. Um, but you know, you could just totally watch the show. So rough turn real quick. Speaking of sex, have you watched <laughs> the woman in the house across? No. The okay. Apparently uh, it's episodes. I thought it was a movie. It's a fucking season. I'm still not even sure if it's satire or not. I don't know, but there's supposed to be some crazy sex scene. Because I know that that title sounds like a spoof on like the girl on the train, the woman right. next door, the woman in the window, the... Yeah. So I thought maybe it was like a satire. I haven't but then done I heard it, it was really dark. I look forward to it. I was yeah. just curious if you had seen it. But yeah, I heard about a crazy sex scene where it's like, do not fucking watch this with your mom. Or oh, shit. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm, makes okay. people uncomfortable. Okay. I love that. Mm -hmm. And then I read a book called uh, Last Night at the Telegraph Club by Melinda Lowe. That is a great book. It is technically, I think, a YA book, um, but it's about... A teenage girl in San Francisco in the 1950s. She's Chinese American and figuring out that she's gay and what does that mean? Oh, wow. It's very against her culture. Yeah. It's very against the time <clears throat> so in the hard. 50s. And it goes into that aspect and then it goes into what it was like to be Asian American in San Francisco so shortly after World War II and Pearl Harbor and all of that. And it's great. She finds herself a possible, I won't give any spoilers, girlfriend, maybe like a friend Ooh. who might also be gay. And they end up going to this fictional club that's based on real clubs from San Francisco called the Telegraph Club, which was basically a lesbian club. And just, you know, it's a little bit of like coming to age romance, a little bit, a little bit of everything. So cool. I do highly recommend it. I think How it's a good book. How did you come across that? I just at the bookstore with my oldest and I was it was on Barnes and Noble's like pick of the month or whatever. Okay. And I was like, oh, looks good. I was going to read it because I was going to give it to my oldest to read. Possibly. I wanted to like proofread it first because I was like, it's young adult and it's something that would really hit home with them. It's not a racy book by any means. It is 14 and up. Mm -hmm. And there are just a couple of things. And I'm like, I'll wait till they're a little bit older. Okay, Maybe like. 13 would be good nice if now if it was me at 11 i would have read it and been fine my mom let me read goddamn you're anything. trying to preserve what little childhood they mm -hmm. have left mm -hmm. okay i did forget one thing about my birthday i had mentioned to you i always go to sephora on my birthday oh yeah because you're supposed to get the free gift and it's like the one time i splurge on makeup and yeah stuff. they didn't have the free gift and on top of that they didn't have what perfume what were you going for? I wanted to smell the Ariana Grande. The cloud. Because right? it's supposed to smell like Baccarat the, Rouge 540 or whatever. If you have been listening, 
We've we, been on quite the scent journey. We've been talking about perfumes a lot. Right. We have been trying to find a, a, a new scent for us, right? We're at a different stage in our life and we're just looking for something. And we've heard so much about this scent. And it was so fucking hard to find. And I've smelled it in person. You have. And it smells so fucking good okay well good because i haven't smelled it in person that's why i went to sephora was to smell it in person the way they were like that's only sold at ulta oh fuck you and then to tell me i get no free birthday gift bitch please Uh, they'll be lucky if you ever set foot in a sephora again (laughs) so i run my happy ass over to ulta yeah i find the display Uh uh-huh it's sold out broken it's the cap that sprays is gone it's like fate's working against you literally <laughs> they do not want me to smell the fucking perfume so i bought the sample yeah because i need to smell this fucking perfume and i wanted to smell it with you yeah you I haven't smelled it, was, it yet i've never smelled it okay i didn't I, know you had so i thought no we would do i it haven't together. smelled cloud i've oh. smelled the baccarat rouge oh. 540 or whatever okay well then you'll be the perfect comparison yes per- oh even more exciting yeah all right because the two or three times that I have stopped people because they have stopped me in my tracks because they smell so good, guess what they were wearing? That's what we're fucking looking for. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right? Something that's like, what is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's we're opening. Take me 30 minutes. That's why God made editing software. Okay, we're opening it. Oh. Okay. Like the bottle. I just got the sample size. If there's more fucking plastic, I swear to God, where's the hole? Here, let me see. <laughs> see with your old eyes. You are <laughs> a whole year old. Come off. Yes. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. I'm like, where's the hole? Spray it. It does smell a bit like it. You know, it's it can't be as good. It smells like an a little bit of like an old lady version of it. Okay. Okay, Ariana, with your old lady, old lady perfume. It's hard because I'm wearing perfume. Are you oh, wearing God, perfume? I'm not. No, I okay. came. I came naked. All right, you spray. Yeah. All right. Because like it smells too sweet to smell like it, but then I'm wearing my perfume, which is a little bit. It's like a body spray, so mine's probably smells a little sweeter. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's way sweeter than baccarat. Yeah, that's pretty sweet, which is interesting. It's interesting how sweet it is because everything I've read has noted all the other scents. And immediately it's like, no, it's kind of like a frosted vanilla. Yeah. yeah. No, that's way sweeter than mm-hmm. Baccarat. The fact that they say that that's a perfect dupe for it is no, crazy to me. Okay. Well, all right. Well, yeah. I guess I guess next up is I buy a sample of Baccarat Rouge 540 for $175. No, there's another dupe for it that's got a silly name. Well, there's the alt fragrance dupe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And they have dupes of like all the name brand yeah. stuff. So I was thinking about buying that and mm-hmm. just seeing. Yep. But yeah, that's a little, that's sweeter than. That's how desperate the queen. we are, people. I had to buy the fucking. Because yeah, I would never wear that. Yeah. Because I don't like sweet. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. No, all the notes were like more on like the bergamot and like coconut. And it's like, no, this is very no, like is sugar very frosted teenager-y. vanilla forward. Well, thank God you didn't buy a whole bottle of it. I, fuck, man. All right. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, hey, thank you for it that kind gift. Of, it goes with the ashtray smell. It definitely smells better than the ashtray smell in the pod shed right now. Because we went two weeks with the windows closed. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, you know how we like to do it now that we skip every other week. Mm hmm. 
Um, and then we talked about this because we were watching it when you came over to my house. But last week you talked about Adam Driver being hot as Kylo Ren, even though you've never seen Star Wars. And I would love to recommend everybody one of my favorite movies really of all time. It's at least in the top 20 favorite movies of all time. Right. It's so hard. Possibly top 15. Wow. Okay. Um, is a movie called. What is it called? I always forget. It's called This Is Where I Leave You with Jason Bateman, who we love, Rose Byrne, who we love, Tina Fey, who we love, Adam Driver, who we love. And one this of those, one woman that I don't know her name, but trust me, you love her. One of those cases where you have a huge cast. But it's and actually it delivers. Good. Yeah. And I believe Jane Fonda is the mom. Yes. She does great. Everything. Love her. So this is. And then, so then they also have a neighbor guy. I can't remember his name, but he's great. If you recognize him, you, you would recognize him if you saw him. And then same thing with one of the brother's wives. You know her, you love her, you've seen her in a ton of shit. Okay. She's great. Um, It's wonderful movie and Adam Driver has never been hotter. Oh my God. This is his hottest role that he's ever been in. I can't wait. Yep. I mean, it's a dramedy. So for B to watch it, watch it's going to be a, a big deal. I don't know. You'd have to ask Lou. Okay, but I would like, imagine. I'll try to watch it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I would um, imagine it's you, what you, you're saying. You want me to come over and day drink and watch it with you? Okay, we can do that. Right, that's hard. Mm-hmm. No, I'm like I'm sold. Yeah, I can't wait. I'll come over and watch it. I don't know if it's on. I wasn't sold on Bateman's beard, but I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, I like Bateman with I a know, beard. All right, are you ready to get into this fucking ah, episode? Okay, it's only been a half hour. <laughs> In all fairness, 10 minutes of that was trying to get perfume open. Uh, no, I'm not cheersing you. Put more wine in the glass. What are you doing? <laughs> There's nothing to cheers. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Get it together. Get it together. I don't know. Our podcasts are going to get a little loopy because I have cut back my drinking to only Saturday nights for the most part. Fuck you. No, it's nothing bad. It's just, you know, it just means I'm a cheap date on a Saturday night now, which hey. is lovely. Hey. So this week on episode 63, we are doing Dr. Glennon Engelman, who is, I have heard, the loose basis for a movie called The Dentist, which looked right up B's alley. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, have you ever it. seen it? No, never. I never even heard about it until two weeks ago. Okay. So over dinner, I mentioned it to nick he's seen it he has shut up yeah it came out when he was in high school of course he's old ass and i for sure have seen it i rented it without a doubt like i can tell you exactly we i walked from our middle school to the 7-eleven yep. it's now a sushi it was formerly a vhs yep. rental for one of my random sleepovers for sure watch this fucking movie great what memories it's brought back? Um, so over our really nice steak dinner. Now can we cheers? Mm. Fucking cunt. God damn Sorry, it. as I'm sipping cheers. it. Cheers. <laughs> Sorry. So yes, our romantic birthday celebratory steak dinner. We're reminiscing about how horrifying this movie is. Horrifying or horrible? Both. Perfect. It it looks pretty awful. Chills to the bone. Like because there's dental work involved yeah and so that's why i say loosely based because actually none of the stuff he does in real life has anything to do with dental work incredible yeah I love he's that. basically 
Um, well, let's get into we'll it. We'll get into it. Yeah, let's get so into it. So real quick, our THC podcast drinking game rules. I have an extra rule this week, <gasps> a special for Dr. Glennon's episode. I'm so excited. So take a drink of whatever you're drinking, even if it's just water. If you hear us mention a badass big sister, if we're not in the pod shed, if we cheers, if we spill, if we mention our all-time favorite show, Monk, or if we mention a past episode. Those are our rules. All six of them, B. That's it? No, I know. I'm looking at you because I'm excited for our so bonus So this week and for this week only's other rule is anytime I do a money conversion. Oh, my God. A conversion from past to present of what that money equals today. <laughs> you have to drink. <laughs> okay. Get ready. Woo! <laughs> uh, we're going to be doing like some math. No, I already did the math you are, for you. I know, but still. I know that you put in the effort. I like that I said I did the math. No, I went to like, I think it's literally called like moneyconversion.com, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. I got every single piece of information you're going to hear from an article from the Daily New York Daily News, an article by Mara Borson. I did try to do extra research, and then I realized that the sources that these other articles were citing are in her article. Is her article. Oh, so I said, yeah. well, all right, that's yeah. fine. We'll just give her the credit and move on. You ready? Yeah. Dr. Glennon Engelman, who from this point forward, I'm just going to call Doc. Yep. Because it's easier. Mm-hmm. Doc is born in 1927 in St. Louis. He's... As far as I can tell from this news article, part of a normal family. He has three other siblings. He graduates dental school. Mm-hmm. Is that a place you go to? For sure. In 1954 and starts a practice in a low income area of St. Louis, even sometimes treating poor people for free. Okay. He believes everyone should have access to good dental care. Love some pro bono. Yep. You just wanted to say the word bow now. Of course. (laughs) Of course. I don't even think it applies to dentistry. Yeah. Uh, Do you watch Parks and Rec? Yeah. Uh, One of our favorite characters in that movie I just mentioned is um, the spoiled dentist's son. The... Aziz and Zari's best yes. friend and his sister, and sister so funny don't daddy. be suspicious yeah. don't be suspicious yes they're everything daddy money oh and my. he's so funny in this so another reason to watch it yeah, yeah yeah wasn't he also in the movie that you recommended that's Did what he? I just said B oh I'm sorry literally literally what I just said <laughs> what did you think I was talking about? Because his dad was a dentist? Yes. Wait, was his dad even a dentist? I no, think he was an OBGYN. We were talking about Parks and Rec and how he was in that and I just didn't put And him. I also said his dad was a dentist, but he's not. He's an OBGYN because he ends up being uh, Leslie Nope's doctor when she's pregnant. Uh, so well, he's, he's, not a, a, he's a dentist now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst <laughs> sidetrack in THC history. But you guys should really watch that movie. It's a great one. <laughs> Deceased. Okay, so he's treating poor people for free in St. Louis. What a guy. He ends up marrying a woman named Ruth Ball. They're married for three years before they call it off. Even after the divorce, though, he still pays his full alimony, never skips a payment. He still fucks her. So they're still fucking around. They're still getting off. She's getting paid and getting off. 
Getting paid and getting laid. There you go. There That's it. Getting paid and getting laid. That might be the name of the episode. I swear to God, once you hear about his story. Which you also said should be like a bonus drink anytime. Yeah. Every t- anytime we name the episode. Uh-huh. So they're getting paid. They're getting laid. And she's also still a patient in his dentistry practice. Sure. So she's getting her teeth cleaned. Sure. Ruth ends up remarrying a man, a 27-year-old accountant, James Bullock, who is also a patient of Doc's. There are rumors that her and Doc are still having an affair, even though she's married to James. There's no proof of that. That's just word on the street. Shortly after the wedding, James tragically is shot in public and killed. This happens December 17th, 1958. Ruth then cashes in his $64,000 insurance policy, which is $618,000 in today's money. Mm -hmm. So drink. That's our rule. That's the rule. The police are suspicious of Ruth and the doc because of this huge settlement that she ends up getting and the fact that she's clearly had a continued relationship with doc this whole time yep but doc has a alibi so the prosecutors focus pretty much all of their attention on ruth especially because she has a wild reputation she's infamous for being a party girl being at bars being a little sleazy which you know back then this is the late 50s is very uh what is it? Taboo. Oh, yeah. However, the press start coming down on the prosecutors. They're claiming that they're being too harsh on a grieving widow and they okay. need to leave her alone. And they put so much pressure on the prosecutors that they do eventually mm-hmm. leave her alone. And James's murder goes unsolved. Mm-hmm. No one is charged in his murder. So the doc loves dentistry and he loves women and he also loves the idea of like getting rich quick. Mm -hmm. He loves, he always has these like little get rich quick schemes. So five years after the James's, that guy's murder, he is now married again and he has a new business plan, which is to open a drag race strip. Ooh. His partner in this drag race situation is a man named Eric Frey who is married to one of Doc's one of Doc's ex-girlfriends. Weird. So okay. We got he's lots married. of l- weird love triangles. There is a lot that happens in general. So he's married to Doc's ex-girlfriend. They're now business partners in this drag strip. September 26, 1963, Eric is with Doc on a construction on the construction site of the drag strip. When Eric finds himself at the bottom of a well with a large amount of dynamite, which accidentally blows up, killing him. Okay. This death, of course, is ruled accidental. Eric's widow, again, Doc's ex, spends 16000 which is 138000 in today's money. Ba-ding. She spends $16,000 of... The life insurance policy that she got, the settlement that she got for for her husband's accident on this drag strip mm-hmm. to make it happen. And uh, that drag strip goes bankrupt 
basically a year later in 1964. So that was a waste of money. Have you ever been to a drag race? Um, yes. <clears throat> They're fucking loud. Yeah. And disappointing. Yeah. Um, I've been to a drag race. What's more fun is down in the East Bay and Antioch. They'll do that, but they'll also just do like, like races, races. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's more fun. That is more fun. Yeah. No, for sure. I just it's give me. So I'm more of a demolition derby person. <laughs> exactly. This is like you blink and it's like, oh, I missed it. Yeah. And it was. It's just and I can't hear anymore. People get days. off on the idea of like loud engines. Yeah. And what I get off on is the smell of exhaust. It's my. <laughs> top three favorite smells of all time that's the perfume we're looking for yeah. well think about the stuff i like i know i like the smell of bonfires and shit so that is kind of in that world of like yeah. kind of masculine kind of musky yeah that's what i like yeah all right you ready i am 10 years later 10 years doc persuades his 24 year old dental assistant carmen miranda to marry a rich man that she doesn't even really like or know that well named Peter Holm. Hmm. Peter Holm ends up with a bullet in his head shortly after the wedding. Carmen gifts $10,000, which in today's money is $54,000. Damn. So she gives $10,000 out of the $75,000 of insurance payout that she got from her husband's death to Doc. In 1977, a married couple, Arthur and Vernita Goosewell, are shot and killed. Their large estate is broken up among their children, one of which is a man named Ronald. And Ronald goes on to marry a woman named Barbara. Mm -hmm. Right before... Ronald started dating Barbara. Barbara was in the middle of a very hot fling with our doc. Ooh. Some suspect that this kept going on after her marriage, Ooh. although there's no proof. Ronald is coincidentally then shot to death. His $250,000 share of his parents' estate and his 190000 or $700,000 in today's money. Got to drink again. Damn it, I just got my joint relit. Life insurance policy goes to his wife, Barbara. Okay, Barbara. In 1980, Sophie Marie Barra helps Doc out with some work in her dental lab. Doc then owes her $14,500, which in today's money, of course, B, is $50,000. Of course. Cheers. We're getting hammered. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What a fun episode. I know. <laughs> so he owes her that money. He's not paying up. She threatens to sue Doc, but all threats of a lawsuit stop in January 1980 when a car bomb uh car kill bomb. No. No. <laughs> when a car bomb kills poor Sophie. Now police are on to Doc. Okay. There's a lot going on here. Right. And they finally have a snitch. Who's snitching? Doc's third wife. He is now remarried for a third time to another woman named Ruth. <laughs> okay. Goes to the police <laughs> because Doc has been telling her about the murderers that he's been a part of in bed after sex. 
She, of course, is shocked and disturbed and scared. And now Doc starts hinting around about offing her. So she runs straight to the cops. She agrees to wear a wire. And one month later, dark, dark, <laughs> Doc, Carmen, and two male accomplices are arrested. Carmen, remember his old dental assistant? Mm. Testifies against Doc in trial for the murder of Peter Holm. Doc is found guilty and sentenced to 50 years. In a later trial, he's found guilty for the car bomb that kills Sophie, and he's sentenced to life. Later on, one of the male accomplices gives details to the Goosewell family murders, where Doc pleads guilty to all three murders and is sentenced to three more consecutive life sentences. Behind, oh, and then just on a side note, Barbara is also tried and found guilty and is sentenced to 50 years in prison, which she serves half of. Yeah. Doc later in prison um, gets diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, which leads to complications that do eventually kill him in 1999. But he did live long enough to watch the movie The Dentist (gasps) in 1996 in prison. Uh, and that is the very weird story of Dr. What did I say his name was? Glennon Engelman? Englewood? No, Engelman. Okay. Glennon Engelman. I think I, I think I just like Englewood better. Yep. There you go. Wow. That's so cool that he got to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that wild? I think this is our fir- this is our first one where people there's been a serial killer literally just I mean obviously the Iceman was for profit because he's getting paid to do it yeah. but this is the first one where it was like an insurance scam yeah and I heard a lot about him having this I didn't go into it but him having this like he's not a good looking guy okay. but he had this like I don't know this Charm. way. Of like almost like getting these women to do because all of this stuff is really set up by these women in his life. Yeah. And it's yeah, he like charms them yeah. or brainwashes them so or it's just usually the men that aren't super attractive that have the better personalities that are gonna be more attractive. Yeah. And and, and he that, works it. Of and course. he convinces these women to do wild things. Of course. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go, Dr. Glennon. Wow piece of shit incredible you should see his picture he looks crazy oh well, i look forward to seeing it on thc instagram yes yeah, right thc podcast on instagram all right tell me about this movie i've never seen you're gonna die yeah you're gonna die yeah because all the dental work am i gonna cry not only that like the the few little surprises i have for you oh i can't wait because even i like i said so i watched this when i was in middle school so when we met so that means we were however old. Yeah. It came out the year that we met, 96. Yeah. So how old were we? Well, I don't know if you watched it in 96. I but know. if it came out in 96, we were either 11 or 12, depending right. on what part of the year it came I'd out. I'd say in. I was probably 13 when I watched it. Okay, perfect. Right. Eighth grade. Because it was out on VHS. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Dentist, 1996. Also, the year that what came out? No idea. Scream. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Meow, meow. We open to the sounds of opera music. And we see a man dressed in all white. It's very like 
heavenly type of a scene, right? Like just glowy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says he has a story he wants to tell us. It's not long after that that the music cuts. This was it's replaced by the sounds of the drill. I knew it. I knew it was coming right off the bat. And the screams. Yeah. And the yeah. title card. <laughs> My teeth hurt already just right. thinking about it. Dr. Alan Finestone. Finestone. Okay. Played by Corbin Burnson. I feel like I know that person. Because he's been on The League. He was in The Punisher. Oh. I couldn't tell you who the fuck he was. But we've obviously seen him. But we love those fucking shows. Yeah. So he lives in a very nice, expensive looking home. He's calling for his wife as he talks to himself, like in his head, about this pristine life that he's built for them. Mm -hmm. Right? Pristine. Mm. But in his own words, nothing is free of decay. Oh, wow. I like the dental Uh double entendres. Uh Because soon we learn on a call he's having trouble with the IRS. And it's not long after that that we see that his wife is having an affair with the pool guy. Oh, damn. He catches her giving him head on their wedding anniversary. Hate to see it. We see, I'm calling him Dr. Dentist. Perfect. Grab a gun from his desk and confront the two lovebirds, first holding the wife's head down on the pool guy's dick, pushing the gun against the pool man's throat and screaming at his wife, show the pool guy how to use those perfect fucking teeth. Wow. (laughs) But it's all a hallucination. Like it's all in his head. He's daydreaming about doing all this. He's actually just standing there like an idiot watching her go down on him. At the dental office, we see the lady at the front desk is obviously having trouble explaining to all of the waiting patients why the doctor is running late. Um, And drumroll, one of the patients who's upset, Mark Ruffalo. Oh, Mark Ruffalo. Motherfucking Mark Ruffalo. Episode 50, Zodiac Killer. Drink. Z is for Zodiac. He's not a detective this time. This time he's an acting agent there to accompany his newest it girl. The dental assistant named Jessica comes out to help and asks the lady at the front desk to give the doctor a call. Jessica, played by Mrs. Oh, I don't know. I guess I didn't put her actual name. But Jessica played... Mrs. Langington and Mr. Monk gets fired. Oh my God. It's a monk. A monk and a cheers. That's a double drink. It's been so long since we've had a monk reference. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I saw her, I was like, I recognize that face. And I was like, yes, I knew it was for a reason. I love it. I know. Dr. Dentist gets the call on his brick ass cell phone yeah huge a shoebox with an antenna in the car as he's watching the pool guy drive away and he follows him to a house like super close by he approaches the backyard with the gun behind his back and he's stopped 
when the woman who lives at the house decides to join the pool guy outside. Mm. He's clearly getting around. This pool guy is fucking every housewife on the block. Uh-huh. As Dr. Dentist tries to leave unnoticed, he's confronted by the homeowner's dog. And this is when the piece of shit finally gets the guts to use it. And he kills the dog. Are you serious? Yep. Oh, my God. Finally, he goes to work, obviously emotionally distraught by the events of his morning. And his first patient is none other than a little boy who's never been to the dentist before. Yay. Fun. The mom and dental assistant Jessica accompany him on the cleaning. He, for whatever reason, he just goes like on another planet when he starts to just drill on this fucking kid. And the noises of the instruments against the teeth. It's so hard. The zooming in on the mouth Ah. and the spit. (laughs) There's spit. So whatever. So like while he's daydreaming i guess we'll call it thinking about his shitty life he of course stabs the poor fucking kid in the gum blood starts gushing everywhere his mom is horrified she grabs her kid runs through the office the patients in the lobby are like what the fuck could you imagine right to calm his nerves, the doctor decides to self-medicate with some pills back in his office, but gets busted by another dental assistant. She encourages him to take the rest of the day off, but he insists on finishing. Before the next patient, though, he does decide to call his wife because, sure, that'll help the situation. Mm-hmm. He explains that because he's running late from the morning that she'll need to meet him at the office before they're anniversary dinner okay the next patient is ruffalo's it girl who thought she was in for a basic cleaning but distraught dr dentist decides that she's got cavities that need to be filled asap and um he instructs the dental assistant jessica to go get the proper tools and while that's going on we finally pan back to the house with the dead dog Mm -hmm. and police are finally showing up and they're trying to figure out what went around what went down and they're assuming it was a robbery gone wrong like in the middle of the day that would make the most sense though robbery gone wrong there's a dog you're not expecting you take care of the dog you run so the main cop on the scene is a guy named ken foray okay he's incredible dawn of the dead devil's rejects oh shit he's been in all my faves rob zombies remake remake of halloween he's the guy in the bathroom stall that gets killed and that's how michael gets his coveralls you're gonna do better telling me who he is in um dawn of the dead or devil's rejects. No, no, no. For sure. It's definitely, it's the truck driver. He's African-American with the beard and he's in the stall and he's got the coveralls on. Okay. That's like how I remembered him. Cool. 
But yeah, he's been in so I just many. know that I've seen um, the other movies The other more. twos a thousand times and more than I've, I've seen. I've seen the Halloween more. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Cool. But what movies. does matter is... If you tell me he's on Monk, I'm going to cry. No, it was that we mentioned him on episode 17. Yay! <laughs> so we can drink to what that. What was he in episode 17? Because that was our Halloween episode. Oh, and, I and we went f- through all the Halloween. Exactly. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And just like that, we drank a bottle of wine. Congratulations. I mean, it took us an hour. Right? That's not bad. <gasps> um, Yeah, I was going to say, if we have two Monk episode references would be in one much. show, I'd be so excited. Let's save the black cherry for last because it's just too exciting. It's our fave. It is our fave. Okay. Lime it up. Dr. Dentist is informing his dental assistant, Jessica, he he won't be needing her help and asks her to step out of the room. This is the same assistant who just witnessed him stab the little boy in the gums. But sure, fucking leave. Yeah, I mean, she wants to keep her job. For real, though. You know, I feel that. As soon as she's gone, Dr. Dentist cranks up the gas on the it girl. And again, he's daydreaming about fucking his wife this time while molesting his patient. But even as even in his dreams, he still can't fucking love his wife like he gets mad at her. (laughs) And so in the hallucination or the daydream, like he's strangling his wife and he's actually strangling the poor girl. That's crazy. So Ruffalo is in the waiting room basically like hitting on a young girl okay who's there to have her braces removed being like hey you should be one of my models i knew it he's gonna tell her that she should be a model and like gets her to walk like show me your best yeah show me your best strut or whatever during the struggle or whatever like the girl comes out of her gas induced coma and um the doctor like panics because she's mostly undressed at this point and she starts to yell for ruffalo who storms into the room dr dentist claims that it's because she had a bad reaction to a very small amount of medication right right she's just going off the rails she must be allergic to it yeah ruffalo buys it for a second and uh, the dental assistant that was asked to leave, she doesn't. Right. Yeah, Jessica's not playing. She finds the girl's pantyhose on the floor in the exam room while she's in there cleaning up after him. And she tries to alert the other de- uh, dental assistant, but she's just like kind of ditzy. Like, ah. Also, like, what is his end game here? Right. So, like, you strangle her to death. And then what happens? How do you explain this? How do you hide it? Yeah. Just at that moment, a man claiming to be from the IRS comes in demanding to speak with the doctor. And when you think things couldn't get any worse, Ruffalo storms right back in, punches the doctor right in the face. Nice. And um, in front of all the people in the waiting room telling everyone that he's going to sue for malpractice misconduct Uh, something something went down that you could sue over i'm sure what an eventful morning 
It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> Doctor finally tells his staff, let's shut it down. He sends the patients home for the day, including the poor girl just wanting to get her braces taken off. I felt so bad for her. Not me. You don't want him taking her braces off. Once everyone's left, we're going back and forth. We see Dr. Dentist setting up. It's like an oldsy parlor room, right? Like velvet curtains. This dental chair is different than a normal one. Mm. It's like an antique. It's like a Victorian dental chair. Uh Uh-huh. He's got his little tools, this and that. Setting the mood. While he's doing this, we're going between him and the wife at home putting on the stocking little black dress. for him or for the pool boy for their dinner oh that's right because they're gonna have dinner i forgot their, already yeah, it's their wedding i know i'm sorry i forgot yeah, yeah, yeah you know she's putting on the lips excuse the train guys if you can hear it yeah what's interesting to note is he doesn't allow her to smoke cigarettes because obviously they fuck up Bad your, for teeth. your teeth and gums so she swears up and down that she doesn't and while she's getting ready she's puffing away the whole time i love it i love it so much so once we're done with the back and forth we finally see her arrive at the office the dental office and it's pitch black she's walking around calling out for him all the rooms are empty and then finally she hears the sounds of opera Mm. right love the sounds of opera coming from the distance and that's where she finds him in the old looking parlor with the chair and all the shit. And he just has this at his dental practice? It, so I guess I can note that all of his rooms are different, different themes. One's like a rainforest and one's like okay. a... So I guess this could be... This is the Victorian uh, torture right, theme? For real though. Okay. For real. That's the vibe. This, this is, is the like Sweeney Todd theme. Shade of kink I guess I don't know he tells her he's wanting to do something special for their anniversary yeah like sit in my chair I'm gonna take care of you nothing's more romantic than a teeth cleaning sure right no thanks she does sit and once she does he sneaks up from behind secures her head and her wrists to the chair Mm -hmm. she attempts to cry out for help he threatens to cut out her tongue, but instead we see him start to pull out each tooth slowly. Oh, perfect. Lucky for us, the camera does pan away to the floor. And when we come back up, we're at their house overlooking the pool. In his head, we hear him talk about how he's never used the pool. He only built it to make her happy. She had to get a pool boy there somehow. We then see her lying in the bed and her mouth is fucking torn to shreds. The next morning, the pool boy comes back because I guess something was wrong. Like he didn't finish the job the day before. And the doctor has his wife in a bright pink bikini secured to a lounge chair with a big black sun hat covering her face like she's just out sunbathing inside on the kitchen counter we see empty jars of baby food and a pill container that's basically empty Mm -hmm. and we hear a knock on the door and it's detective gibbs 
and his assistant, and they're coming to question the doctor and his wife about the local robberies and to see if they know anything about the dead dog. Okay. Because it was so, like, local in the neighborhood. Dr. Dentist gives them just enough to make them leave, but as they're leaving, the pool guy's arriving, and um, he's skimming the pool, and out of nowhere, he sees none other than the tongue. In the pool? In the pool. He skimmed it out, Mm -hmm. along with whatever else. He goes to ask the wife, like, what the fuck is going on and gets to see the face in all of its glory. It's bad. So he cut out the tongue and it's like he left just the few like front teeth, but like filed them down. So they were like baby sized, but like sharp. (sighs) Yeah. And so just everything's bloody and nervy. I hate everything that has to do with teeth. I know. I hate it. And like they really aggressively. I could never watch it. Zoom in. I could watch and everyone knows how I feel about spiders. I've watched arachnophobia and been fine. Right. Because everybody's I, like funny. There's nothing funny about I this. I can't like, But the skin watch around her mouth Stop it. looks like it's been like burned. Right? Yeah. So obviously he's shocked and horrified. Oh my God. <laughs> so <laughs> he doesn't notice. As Dr. Dentist walks up from behind with the knife, slashing his throat, and then cutting him multiple times before tossing the knife into the pool. And back to work, like any other day. Just leaving it with police roaming the neighborhood. Yeah, what else are we going to do? He he sent them away. It's all good. He's injecting his patient with a numbing agent with assistant Jessica on hand, but that doesn't mean that he's not still going off the rails. He's aggressively drilling one of her molars down to the nerve. <laughs> and Jessica And she's just taking no, it? No. She's, she's like, numb. She's like, eh, like, should it feel like this? And the assistant's like, doctor, doctor. And so oh, Jessica. Pu- I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. I know. Jessica pull. And you're listening to me. I can't. Yeah. Jessica pulls him out of the room like, what the fuck? And he's like, how dare you question me? I'm the doctor, you fucking woman assistant. How, how dare you? <laughs> uh, so. Makes me so uncomfortable. He's trying to go back into the room. She's like, fuck that. He's then informed by the other assistant that the IRS has called again and then they're on their way to the office. So while he's doing that and distracted, Jessica tries to get the patient out of the room. That doesn't go over well. Jessica tries to call him out, confronts him about the woman's pantyhose. She shows him the pantyhose. He fucking uses the pantyhose to fucking strangle her. In front of the patient? No. There it's like as she's trying to leave and mm-hmm. it's like they're in the chair and they can't see anything and it's a fucking mess. He ends up hiding her body. And while all of this is going down, we finally see that the police have gotten a make and model <clears throat> of the gun. It killed the dog, and surprise, surprise, who does it match? Yeah. Dr. Dentist. We go back to the office. The IRS guy is showing up for his 
quote unquote audit. Yeah. He's not there for an audit. He's there to blackmail Dr. Dentist. Oh. He's trying to claim that he owes back taxes. And um, it's like, well, you could either pay it to the IRS or you could pay it to me. And I'm like a good friend of yours. So yeah, why, yeah, why wouldn't you just give it to me? Dr. Dentist is off the rails. So he's like, sure. And why not on top? Let's throw in some free dental work. <laughs> I would never just sit down and do some free dental work. Guy sits down. He's loving the gas. Give me more. Enjoying the ride. And Dr. Dentist with the whole thing. The wrist restraint to the chair. And this guy gets like a jaw stretcher. Oh. It's like a it's like very saw. Yeah. Right? Like the cranks and like stretching of the mouth yeah. and like yeah. Uh-huh. That's a that's a good time. And we have a little drill party and the blood squirting and we see the patients in the lobby making a comment about like the screaming from the back office and the lady at the front desk. Of course. Well, there's always a screamer in the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Right? Detectives are arriving at Dr. Dentist's house. Obviously, no one's going to answer the door. They walk around to the backyard where they find blood leading them to the dead pool guy. Yeah, I knew that was a bad idea to leave him out there. Inside the house, they find the lace baby food in the kitchen and the wife still bound by the wrists upstairs. As the wife is being discovered at home, her purse is being discovered by the other dental assistant, who's just now catching on that shit is off at the office. Oh, wow. Thanks. She goes looking for Jessica, but instead finds the IRS guy with his mouth fucking gagged open and the doctor calmly standing in the corner observing his masterpiece. Mm. Just like, oh. Yeah. He surprises her with a syringe full of, I don't even know, right to the temple. <sighs> So you like see whatever no. it is travel up her vein oh, God. into her brain before she has a seizure, which eventually kills her. That's terrible. Over the intercom, the front desk receptionist calls for the doctor to see if he's ready for the sweet 14 year old girl mm -hmm. to have her braces removed. Yeah. She's lucky. He gets the braces off before he loses his shit. Okay. It's like once he's got the braces off, he's looking at the his work and it's not to perfection. Right. Because as he said earlier, everything comes with decay. Right? Yeah. There's nothing that comes without decay or whatever. He loses his shit. They fight. She tries to leave. She knocks him down with that fucking swinging adjustable lamp thing. Nice. Right. He grabs her. She bites him. She gets away. She makes it down the hall. She makes it to the fucking door. What happens? He grabs her at the last minute. The door's locked. Oh, God damn Because it. the bitch at the front desk went to lunch. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Everything's locked. All the other assistants are dead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's so funny. The girl decides to hide in the supply closet where she is like hiding behind the gas tanks, which seems like a really good idea. But of course, Jessica's corpse falls. Perfect. Yeah. Right on top of her. 
When the girl thinks the coast is clear, she sneaks into another exam room. She also finds the dead assistant and the IRS guy. The IRS guy is clinging to life. (laughs) Clinging to life. Oh, my God. Why? Just let me fucking die. She gets him untied. That's nice of her. I don't think I would have. I think I would have just left him, to be honest. She gets him untied. He's got this fucking gag in his mouth. But... The doctor finds them, and luckily, the IRS guy just has enough energy to, like, basically fall on Dr. Dentist, Perfect. giving her time to get away. Oh, my gosh. She gets cornered in the same room that the wife's tongue got torn out of, right? Mm-hmm. The, the parlor room. Yeah, the Fifty Shades of mm-hmm. Dentistry. As Dr. Dentist is about to shoot her in the head, she's like pleading with him. I'll brush like five times a day. (laughs) She's like, I'll do whatever it takes. Like, I swear to God. And he and he's takes pause like. Well, some like she gets me. Yeah. Like, like that's what it's all about is just pristine. Just keeping clean. Right. Mm hmm. And he's like, well, and no candy. That That's the deal. Yeah. You, you brush a million times a day and no candy. What the fuck? <clears throat> so as that fucking scene is playing out. That's so funny. We're seeing the police storm through the office doors. They do find the girl. She's obviously safe and alone. The doctor dentist having snuck out the back. Okay. Okay. They're interrogating the receptionist back from lunch. Yeah. She's like, I don't know. I was even here. Who's informing them. He also teaches at a local dental school, like a community college type situation where we see him instructing all of his students to start extracting people's (laughs) teeth. And when they start to question him... He pulls out his fucking gun. What is going on in this movie? So basically this movie is exactly like the real story. Down word for word. Word for word. Just Just like normal people. Just like normal people. This and normal people. Word for word. One student does try to disarm him. He gets shot. Police show up. Guns drawn. Dr. Dentist takes a girl hostage, sneaks out a back door. He does let the girl go. And before he leaves the building, he's like about to leave, but he's drawn back in. Any clue what would draw him back in? To the dental school? What? The opera. Oh, he hears the opera. Really? He hears opera music. People are that into opera, huh? Coming from a room. Uh The room is a theater. There is a woman on the stage. The stage, like the theater is empty. She's just there practicing or whatever. Uh He walks up behind her and like, like he collapses to his knees, just overcome with emotion, with the music and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, great. She freaks her the fuck out. Yeah. She screams. They find him on his knees, 
And that's basically how we find him again. But the next time we see him, he's like in a padded cell. Mm-hmm. The whole white heavenly scene that yeah. we saw at the beginning with him wanting to tell us the story is him in a padded room, like a patient's white outfit. And he's being informed by staff that it's time for his regular appointment. And he's not fucking having it. He's flipping out. I don't want to go. You can't make me this and that. Where we see them bring him into another room. Into a dental chair. And it's his wife with all of her missing teeth. Wait, she's just allowed to like fuck with him? I I don't I think it's like another hallucination or whatever but still oh. like this is how they're ending the movie is with her. Okay. Like I mean good for her. Yeah. But I was just like what? I'm sure it's I, it's him crazy yeah, locked yeah. up and he's hallucinating the whole thing. Wow, but, interesting. But that's how it ends is with her getting her revenge. Good. Good for her. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. And Great. for that, and for that I'll give it a whopping 1.5. Really? That's I'll, it? I'll, it, God, has, it sounds like so much fun. It has nothing to do with the case. That's yeah. not what our no, knife writing no, rating is. The movie's awful. It is. The acting's awful. Mm. No one wants to see zoom-ins of anyone rem- removing. But that's the point of, that's what makes it horror. Like, that's what makes it a horror movie. It's horrifying. It's not yeah. a, It's not a scary movie. Like, Sherlock... I wouldn't even say lots of people died, but it's like it was just this agonizing. It's torture porn. Gross. And it's not even fun. It's not like Saw to me is torturous, but in a scary, dark so way. So Saw to me is scary, but like Hostel was never scary. Right. It's just uncomfortable to watch. And this is just uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Yeah. This is just like gross. So 1.5 Knives. It's not a good movie. Am I ever going to find a movie to redeem us? We've been on such a low knife rating. The, it, I mean, really, the 0.5 has a lot to do with the fact that Mark Ruffalo was in it. Yeah. And we got the, we got the Muck reference in it. Yeah. And I don't know. And Detective you, Gibbs. I don't know how funny it is, but the it, way you made it sound, it sounded hilarious. I make it funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's very dry. Like, the guy is awful. Yeah. The guy that's in the league Mm -hmm. and the Punisher. The doctor. It's not good. No, all that. All the acting is real bad. It's filmed poorly. Wow. Yeah. And on a side note, it has absolutely nothing to do with the original doc. So that's why it's a poor. It's a poor. All right. 1.5 knives. You heard it here first. Mm -hmm. Not quite as low as Gacy, but we're almost there. Yeah. Again, it had some redeeming factors with the past references and the. Yeah. So. All right. And what's your look of the week? So I stole violet's dental equipment perfect for a little play dentist stuff uh-huh and some gloves and like a little tray and i'm gonna have you drill away at my teeth you're gonna be the victim yeah and my hands will be the hands of yeah. a psychotic dentist uh-huh fantastic yeah it'll be a good time wow what a movie mm-hmm. what a roller coaster it's <laughs> so crazy mm-hmm. i guess um because we go every other week, so 
next week will be like or our next episode will be i guess valentine's day can you believe it's been a we can't top last year so last <laughs> valentine's day was the episode with my mom i know yeah oh i was there yeah right? i remember we'll never, our og listeners will never forget that yeah. that's an unforgettable episode yeah, so I don't know what we'll do. Maybe I'll try to find something because I really had to scout. Even like, if someone just gets their hearts like ripped out, like a heart killer. That'd be fun. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Valentine's Day, just heart related. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. Yeah, we'll I'll figure it out. Um, and of course I'll have pictures of this week's episode on THC Podcast on Instagram. Um, I don't have anything else to talk about. I talked about everything on the top. I do have one thing I wanna ask and I wanted to wait till the end. Any um interest in the jamie lynn spears like book and all of oh her. i listened to the episode of celebrity podcast memoir I'm podcast still listening to it but she's been on like every podcast she's been, i really don't care what she has to say right it's crazy but i just want to say the one thing i took away from it was what a badass big sister britney spears was because yeah and throughout all of it she was basically not only was she working her ass to the bone, she was Jamie Lynn's mom yeah. for the longest time. And just. Yeah. And they do a great, I think they do a great job covering it on Celebrity Memoir Book Club. I did listen to it. It was really good. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the TikTok, but there was a girl who was like, if you just read, because Britney Spears has been coming hard at her family oh, the past like week yeah. or two. Yeah. 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 And these long, I don't know if they're Twitter rants or what they are. And people say that she sounds incoherent. And this is what I've always known about Britney Spears is that she's Southern as fuck. Right. They're from the deep South. Yeah. I've always known. I've always known that about Britney, about a lot of these things that people think are eccentric. I'm like, that's just kind of like white, trashy, Southern, you know, shit yeah. that she's doing. And that's what this one TikToker did. Is she's like, no, you guys just aren't reading it southern and so then she would read With the drawl and all yeah that. her yeah. tweets super mm -hmm. southern and you're like oh it makes perfect it's like yeah. a translator it is you're like oh that makes so much more sense now wow <laughs> that's crazy but yeah just she's been on literally everything she's like all over oh YouTube. they have her doing she's all over crazy TikTok. she's all over trying every to podcast she's all over everything no we know what y'all did it's not gonna help right we know what's up but yeah, I just, I thought I would tie that into our podcast with our badass big sister, Brittany. One last thing. I figure I'll give it a plug at the end here. There's a show on Netflix that was recommended to us that we've never heard of. Who's us, you and Nick? Uh-huh. Uh -huh. We barely know anyone in it except for Alyssa Milano, who you could barely recognize. Oh. And it's called Insatiable. Okay. And it's on Netflix. All right. And it's incredible. Oh, I've never even heard of it. It's so dry, dark, witty humor. Half hour episodes? I believe so. Nice. Maybe maybe 45 minutes. Okay. Maybe. Because we do like one. Yeah. No, nothing too crazy. Yeah. And it's so good. It covers. What is it about? The main girl. She is at her lowest low eating like a candy bar at a quickie mart and a homeless guy tries to take it from her and they get in a fight 
Okay. And she gets her jaw wired shut and loses all the weight uh-huh. and goes on like a bully revenge tour basically and wants to be in pageants, like beauty okay. pageants. And it's so it's like it's about bullying and being like the woke culture and then her best friend's trying to figure out if she's gay or not. And then other people are doing like porn revenge online and just everything that's going on in high school while you've got these adults that are going through like affairs and divorces and just you name it. They're covering it and they're trying to do it in like a twisted, funny, dark comedy. Okay. Yeah. We'll try it. My husband is a lifelong member of the Alyssa Milano fan club. He used to literally be a member back in the 90s when you could like mail in like a five bucks or whatever. She used to be white trash. On found, the show, yeah. Found by the guy and got her into like the pageant life or whatever. So she like totally transforms and it's just it's it's a roller coaster. Yeah, my husband is a lifelong hardcore Nick jerking off to her poster, Nick Alyssa Milano. Was looking fan. at the characters and was like, That's Alyssa Milano? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Fantastic. So besides her I can't think of any other like big name. There are definitely people we recognize. One is a comedian that used to be on Chelsea Handler's show. Um, the like the the arch nemesis character was also on Chelsea Handler. Uh, oh, <laughs> Marin. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know you're talking about, <clears throat> but yeah, fantastic Again, comedians. Dark comedy, right up our alley. Quickie style Netflix. Watch it. Yeah. Great. We'll try it. And it's just like we didn't hear about it except for Netflix being like, maybe give this a go. Yeah, I've never heard about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm not rooting for the main girl. I'm like, mm, but you're rooting for like the other characters, which, All is, right. which is kind of fun. We'll check it out. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, there you go, guys. Yay. Yeah. We did another one. Another one. In two weeks, we'll do another one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you would like to take a minute to leave us a comment, like, rate, or subscribe, I'd really appreciate it. Um, other than that, you can check out pictures of this week's episode on THC Podcast on Instagram. And we'll see you in two weeks. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Boop, boop. <laughs>